Action. We're on. Here we are. Thanks for doing this, man. Man, I'm excited. Um, and having the, the idea to get this going. This is an important thing. Well, uh, staying um, connected and all that. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of the things that's going to be good about this, uh, what are we doing? Should we tell people what we're doing first? Yes, yeah, good idea. And who are you? And Oh, I'm, I'm Brian Sagittarius. Um, here to talk about trucking. It's a full backstory. Th- thank you for coming. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sound like I'm on public radio right now. Good, good. And and do the public radio voice, but that's probably not me. And the hillbillies can come out sooner or later, so I'm gonna stop with that. But um, man, I think it's a really good idea for us to uh, better communicate. Um, one of the things that we've done a lot in marketing at Mercer is uh, we do newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens with newsletters is we end up delivering news um, because it's quarterly newsletter. Um, you get to sit at the Mid-America Truck Show in March and look at our newsletter and read all of the wonderful things that we did at Christmas time right, at right. Mercer. Yeah. Um, so you know, a lot that goes on. yeah, the newsletter isn't—it's more like a history, history letter. letter. <laughs> so we're looking for new ways to communicate, and uh, podcasting um, seems to do pretty well. Um, so this is it. This is the podcast. So now and you're trapped in it. I'm I'm here for me. the long haul. In talking with you about it, um, I thought it was cool the way we're talking about connecting in this day and age and how people stay connected um, and and how we can get more connected. It's an important thing. Like you say, the newsletter comes out once a a quarter, and that's great, but we want something more consistent, and it's a great idea to to get together and have us just kind of shoot the bull and uh, And, talk about And the other thing is we got guys out there on the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, who might not have time to sit down and read a newsletter that's 17, 18 pages long, but probably has plenty of time to listen uh, to your sultry voice yeah. um, while he's driving down the road. By, by the way, who are, you, who are you again? So you're you Brian Hilton. Brian Hilton, marketing. I, yeah, I am Tyler Johnston, um, director of operations here at Mercer. Um uh, well, that sounds really stuffy. Yeah, it's just a lot, a lot of words. I talk to people, uh, and, and I know a little bit about trucking now. I started, do you know how I started trucking in the beginning? No. What I did? No, I just assumed that you were born into it. Here in the Mercer? Because you're so good at it. Mostly, mostly. Uh, so out of college, I had a guy, my parents' next door neighbor actually, um, he was a CFO for a large trucking company in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, rhymes with Mummet Trucking. Oh, um, yes. So he was a CFO over there. Well, he left there and started his own little trucking company. Um, Mummet. Thought that there, well, the guy that was the CFO for Mummet. Oh, oh, oh. Sure. So he started a new Yeah, a new, new trucking thing. company. And hired me on to be sales and gave me the 2008 CSA manual and said, here, read this, learn trucking. I was like 700 pages, ridiculous. So I, le- I did CS man- yeah. CSA manual. So I read learn it, trucking. 700 pages, um, started in sales there. Uh, then our dispatcher quit we, and I had to do dispatch and operations. And that's how I learned how to do brokerage and a little thing like that. Um, but we grew it from six trucks to... I think we had 14 at the point of sale. 
Um, and we sold to another Southern Indiana company that rhymes with Mr. G trucking. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if we can use names. So anyway, rhymes with Mr. Uh, Schmister Schmee trucking. Um, oh, Mr. Schmee. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, and, and I left there and I went to a high profile brokerage. I won't forget that experience. At, the, at this high profile brokerage, I won't name them. Um, I made 10,534 phone calls in a little less than three months selling freight. That's all I was doing. Dialing for like trucks, a lot of hustling. Fun. It was awful, uh, <laughs> awful, terrible. <laughs> but I love the industry, right? I love talking to people. So yeah. I made a connection at Mercer during that time. Uh, and I came over in freight operations. So I started in freight operations, went on to manage freight operations, the LKs areas. So you all know about the LKs and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then brokerage um, and, and did a little bit of both. And that's before I came over and did operations as well, truck ops and van ops and so on. So I've been doing that, the, the full gambit of operations for uh, a little over a year now. Yeah. So yeah. that's my history. Good. I wasn't born into it. That's so shocking. But I was raised in the darkness of Mercer. Yeah. Well, I or grew the up, light. I grew up at say. Mercer. Did you coordinate? No. What'd you do? No, I came in as a recruiter. Oh, that's um, right. Just came in recruiting uh, a couple of years in. How long have you been here? No, you just celebrated a anniversary, right? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. I'm behind you. I'm at 10. Well, um, as long as you make sure you're completely unemployable at another place, it's easy to put in 20 years somewhere. Well, we'll keep you, man. I, I hope you do. appreciate you being here. Um, it's, it's been fun. I love Mercer. Love being here. So now everybody knows who we are. Um, Great. And, and I, I kind of poked fun at you when you were the director of operations and hostile takeover of Mercer Transportation. Um, and director of meetings. That? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I started out, oh, that sounds fancy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. When, when you were talking about all <laughs> of that. Of but uh, one of the reasons I was really interested in doing this with you is because you were like the anti operations manager in trucking. Oh, yeah. And, well, I've been around a lot. Um, I've went to a lot of trucking shows and I've met a lot of very important directors Importante. of whatever at trucking um, and uh, you're just not like the other kids on the playground when it Gosh, comes to that area. I don't know if like, that's a good thing. Well, no, you're way more approachable <laughs> and down to earth and and uh, and easy to talk to and you're knowledgeable. You know a lot because you read that whole manual and um, but you're easy to talk to. You're Appreciate not stuffy. That. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, we met. I think the first time I really had a good conversation with you, we were doing the mannequin challenge. Oh yeah, over in freight, fun. and uh, you and Bard were kind of orchestrating this whole yeah. crazy idea to challenge people to that, and and we had to figure That's out how to shoot that. Weird, and, you say that because the the approachability thing that you were talking about. Excuse me. Um, during that time, I was assistant manager, and I was uh, assistant to the manager. Assistant to the manager, like <laughs> Dwight. Uh, sorry, I got a burp. Just ate lunch. Um, 
And I was trying to, to wade through the waters. How do I, how do I do this? I've got, I'm super passionate, but how do I curtail that and now be professional, passionate and, and approachable all in the same. Yeah. So, uh, doing the assistant manager thing. And it was my first experience in, that was probably what, 2018, mm. right? I think yeah. maybe, maybe. Was it a little earlier? Uh, maybe a little bit earlier, but we, we were on top right around that time. We were going up on the freight boom. Everybody that's listening, that's that's trucking, you remember what 2018 was like. It was incredible. Yeah. Banger. 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 Gangbusters for freight. And I remember being in all these uh, uh, conference calls and seminars and and. Uh, this and that of the who's who and everybody in the whole idea was to what's going to happen to the economy when does this thing end right and yeah. i'm thinking I, every every single <laughs> every single one second <laughs> uh yeah well no it, that's that's funny because every single one that they said every time that i was in one of those conversations they said oh this freight boom based on this analytic and this and that and all that we are for sure going to see this freight market continue through the first quarter of 2020 you know, and uh, the, at least to the end of 2000, this economist, at least to the end of 2019 yeah. and this, and I'm in awe. I'm going, how do you all know that? I've got <laughs> way too much <laughs> to learn. And then first quarter of 2019 <laughs> happened and I thought, oh, okay. So you all don't know what you're you, talking about. You know about. how we could have gotten you better uh, information? Oh, we spinning could, a wheel. Uh, well, don't listen to the... Um, to the, the forecasters of the world and the geniuses, you could have just called up uh, my old pal Wayne Dollar. Yeah. And been like, <laughs> yeah. man, you've been in trucking for 40 years. What's this What's this going to do next? Yeah. Um, because I'm finding out it's very cyclical. Oh, gosh. Um, so we're just kind of doing this revolving thing with economy, ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. COVID threw a wrench into everything. Yeah, weird how That's a global rough. pandemic will just kind of throw a monkey wrench in into your, the economy and your quarterly forecast. Yeah. Well, but I learned too. We that made it through that. We did, and I learned that it's important to have your finger on the pulse when you talk about talking to Wayne Dollar and and all that. It's important to stay connected and know know um, who the lifeline is, who the veins are that that mm. carry that. Uh, because you can't just base your all information on data. There's a guy, Brent Hutto, you know him well, yeah, truckstop.com, um, CRO, Chief Relationship Officer. He always said, he, he told me in the beginning, a uh, long time ago, he said, data is just gobbly gooks of stuff. He says, it's until you can turn that data into information, is it usable at all, right? Um, oh. Which is great. But you okay. couple that with relationships, and you can really get some information out of things. Sometimes these people, they don't know what they're talking about, right? Yeah. They're just going, going Yeah, on. My, my go-to has always been just just call up some guy that's been doing this for 30 oh, I can't say that, can I? No. Um, bleep. Um, bleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got a bleep. He just um, he said something wrong. Anyway. Shoot. Yeah, that's a good um, word. So uh, – Okay. Well, I backed myself into a corner there. Let's move on. Um, it's passion. So, passion comes out in many forms and yeah, facets. Yeah, I think okay. so. And um, so if if we can do anything with this, man, mm -hmm. um, what I'd love to be able to do is just have these conversations. Um, I, I hope that um, the people that know us will know that we're sincere about this, but I hope that the people that are listening take it for what it is. 
Um, we're not trying to be hotshot know-it-alls or no. superstars. Um, you see enough of those on YouTube and, yeah, and all this stuff and everybody like with the glitz and glam. experts. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah, they're fun. fun. Um, hopefully this is a little more personable. And they're all very unique, um, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, yeah, I hope it's all more personal <laughs> and, too and, and, and comes and, across like yeah. we want it to. And so uh, our our handy dandy guy that you cannot see on the camera mm. um, or won't hear much of his voice except when he's belling us out or, or putting <laughs> um, a truck horn in over my expletives um, is Mr. Roderick Young. Hey. Um, and um, he has been doing a really good job of pushing out content and sharing updates for the industry and news on our Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. Um, we've got a private Facebook group for our owner-operators called Mercertown Lounge. If, uh, if anybody's listening and you're not a member of that group and you're part of the Mercer family, get in there. There's a lot of guys with a lot of experience um, doing very well with Mercer over the years that, that are in there to help lend advice. Um, but but our goal is just to come up with um, everybody doesn't receive information the same way. No. And we're trying to diversify how we share information and, and get it out there um, to our guys and to the industry um, in different forms. And I also think we got to respect the different outlets that information is is shared uh and not only that but relationships or connections are built i don't want to call them relationships but uh, i do but i want to say connections as well um i spoke to you earlier about it, it it's very important that we meet people where they are yeah. uh, and and so often we only equate that to getting on the phone and calling them um, there's a lot more time in the day than, than offering a load or, or connecting with them. That That's one of the most important avenues. But if we can also be at their fingertips to listen to, to talk to, um, and get their feedback and do that, uh, it's, it's really important to do that, to stay connected and stay uh, engaged constantly. Because yeah. we got a lot of stuff going on here. The industry has a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's important to talk about and it's important to share the information. So what better way than to, to use the tools we have at hand to, to create something good, good yeah. stuff. And, you know, um, I got a new iPhone this week and I um, saw that yesterday, the, the cameras yeah. and everything are nice. That's and good. Yeah. It's really cool. And I can barely figure out how to use it Mine's because cracked. I, I am indeed your papal, but in getting this, um, my wife and I were talking, and um, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's about time you treated yourself to something nice because, you know, I've been carrying around my iPhone that's like this big, mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's outdated, and you can barely update the software, and the battery life is like 32 seconds unless it's plugged in. And um, one of the things that came up was, you know, I'm just really not used to the idea of going out and getting that technology. And, and what I'm getting after is um, this iPhones were invented not just in my lifetime. When I started at no, Mercer, there was no such thing as an iPhone. It's gone really um, fast. What, you, you know what one of our requirements was for owner-operators when I came here? 
What? You had to have a pager. I was going to say flip so, phone. One so of the if, your, if your coordinator had a load of freight, um, he could page you and you could make your way to the truck stop and give him a call on our 800 number so you wouldn't have to pay the, the pay phone yeah. at the truck stop. Um, pay phones, Roderick, are these things that used to exist where you would have to place money into an actual... <laughs> Hardwired phone and I make saw, a phone call. I saw. Old enough for a payphone. Are you? Oh, 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 okay, okay. I am too. I, I tease because because Roderick's more handsome, athletic, and younger than me. Before we get before we talk about the industry, I saw a video where where this dad had two sixteen year old kids, right? And um, he gave them. He said, "Your last challenge." I guess they were on a scavenger hunt or something. But he said, "Your last challenge." is underneath that blanket, right? And I'll, I'll give you $50 if you can do it. He lifted up the blanket, and it was a rotary phone. And oh, on the rotary yeah. phone, it said, dial this number. Uh, and it was a little card, index card, that said, dial this number. And the boys thought it was hilarious. The boys were like, are you serious? Are you, you know, the, the. And dad's like, yeah, dial the number. Pick up the phone and make a successful call to that number. And it, they couldn't figure it out. It was like a twenty-minute video, and they could not figure. Not only that, they weren't, they weren't even picking up the phone to give a dial tone. <laughs> they just, thought that would reset the phone, so they would like try to figure out how to dial the number. Oh, and then pick it up. And I <laughs> thought, my gosh, man, this is this is wild yeah. to to yeah. be able to I do saw, that. I saw a Facebook post uh, similar to the a while back where uh, a kid was asking, "Why do we say hang up on someone?" Yeah, when you end the call, I didn't even think about that unexpectedly. Why is that called hanging up on somebody? Because you hang it like, up oh, on the wall you or on the used to on physically the... hang the phone up to the receiver. Yeah, that's wild. So anyway, what I'm getting at is uh, this is all new to me. Um, all all of the new avenues of communication, and, and we've done things old school for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with old school. It's one of the things I love about trucking is um, we we try to keep things as old school as regulation will let us but it's um, but technology's but coming technology's coming the world's changing and we've got to change with it um so really long intro and we could talk about technology and, and trucking if you want we can talk about technology and trucking or we you can talk, talk about, about anything we, you want. we could talk about mercer yeah on the road in trucking um so that i can give my man starks a promo all right, he's yep. not here with us today. It seemed like short notice. I was like Mercer uh, on the road in trucking. What are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, man. Uh, Starks and the team are going to be out uh, a couple times in the upcoming month in August, um, doing a couple of truck shows. So we got Don and Judy, um, Judy Simpson, uh, former owner operator. Wait, yeah. former employee turned owner operator, operator turned employee, employee turned owner operator turned employee yeah it's a ping pong ball um she just loves trucking loves she it. can do any of it yep um but uh her and don are going out to the salt lake city show that's uh looks like first weekend in august that's the fourth and fifth um so if you guys are in the area here's why we're really telling you about the truck shows uh we don't have to recruit our guys um but we'd love for them to come out Mm-hmm. Visit Don and Judy, have some lunch, talk about how things are going, get connected with us. It's important. Um, one of the things we're really trying to focus on is feedback from the driving community. Um, 
if we're going to change and and we're going to get better, we need good feedback. Yeah. Um, to do that on and. And I know a lot of times people feel like, ah, well, you just complain and then you just make a bad name for yourself. Not true here. Um, you're not making a bad name or being called a complainer when you voice opinions or complaints uh, with management when you call in. Um, so come out, visit with us, talk to us. Um, and then Dale uh, Kilhorn also, um, gosh, he's a 19-year owner operator with us that now is working with Anthony and the team in recruiting and uh, I think there's some contractor relations contractor work, relations. sort of um, just you know he's a good guy to connect with he he's knows, got over two million safe miles with us he he knows the he'd business he'd be mad if I didn't say that um, what else would he be mad if you didn't say a lot a lot we're probably going to make him mad then yeah um, but uh, great great pause right there pause right there everybody whoa whoa so are we really paused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're really paused. Like, for real, you're not recording this? No. Right. Even the not mic? The, not the video part. The audio. Oh, but the audio's still on? Oh, well then, yeah, we're gold, right? Oh, okay, yeah, you won't. I don't know. There's another, <laughs> there's another bleep. There's another trick one. When you yell pause, <laughs> you, you're good. You can pause it at that point. But this is fun. Okay. Yeah, I like, I like to talk. It's a fun time. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we're good. Oh, we were paused. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were paused. We're, we're uh, learning as we go here. So where else and, are we uh, going? Oh, so Big Iron Classic. And um, that is up in um, Minnesota, Kassan. Am I saying that right? Is that right? Fact checker. Is that Kassan? Is it Kaysen? K-A-S-S-O-N. I don't know how to say that, but uh, I'm going to go with Kassan, Minnesota. Okay. Um, but the Big Iron Classic. And this is uh, this show's been around for ages. If they're still doing it like uh, they used to, my understanding is it's not like a convention or a trucking show in that sense. More of a, a pride and polish and then they do oh, a little really? convoy run. That's fun. And all of the money. Um, from entry fees and all of that uh, is a charity. Donated. That's event. really good. So they're doing good stuff up there. But you can stop in and see uh, Starks, Anthony, and uh, Dale up there, and they would love to talk to you guys about what we're doing at Mercer, get you lunch, take you out to dinner or something. Very uh, cool. It, yeah, any time that our guys are out on the road, if, for you guys out there that visit truck shows, if you find some Mercer guys out there, Come by and visit them, um, and let us get you some lunch, man. Uh, if there's one thing we're good at, it's eating. Um, freight could just go away forever. We'll we'll still feed people. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't know how much. <laughs> well, maybe some you crackers. Know, might but, be crackers. But uh, one th one thing we're really good at is making sure that man, if we run into our guys out there on the road, we want to make sure you got a full belly and are able to talk to us about anything you want to talk to us by the time you right. leave. Right. And uh, that's that's one of the big reasons that those guys go out there. So don't feel like you're intruding. If you're close, stop in and visit our team. Um, so that's that. Oh, oh. Yes. I've got some exciting news. All right. Did, 
Did do I know, know about this? Yeah, of course oh, okay. you do. But you just ruined my setup. I didn't know. Did you know? <laughs> I didn't know. Did, I thought you were excited. Did you know that we're building a new driver's lounge? Yeah, there's a giant hole in the parking lot. <laughs> there is. They actually, I actually, <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought that that was common knowledge, uh, but I went, we, we do... Um, new employee culture orientations and one of them mm -hmm. came to me the other day and said how do i get into building five they're tearing it down and i said no no, no, no. we still got to do orientation uh we're actually building a new driver's lounge in the parking lot um big deal but yeah that's a huge hole there you know it's gonna be a good thing it, it might have been fun if you just told them that's where they go if they screw this up yeah that's a big hole that's yeah it's big that's, big deal that's where we put said, the failed the, coordinators you better better <laughs> Get your, you better orient yourself culturally. Um, no, that's a big project, so but there was, there was a huge, there was, um, at one time there was a gas station on that land. And when we got soil samples, um, it said there, there could possibly be a tank down there, or some residual fuel. So that's why the hole had to be dug out so big. But what I didn't know, talking to Dale, and I'm sure everybody knows Mr. Um, Dale Corum, if you don't, uh, get in tune with life, for goodness Dale. gracious. Um, but uh, talking with Dale, we have, you know, the main truck lot, lot three, that's like 12 to 16 individual properties and there was buildings all on that lot like tons of buildings uh and over the years we tore them all down and built that yeah the where tasha's desk is this is all you know you probably know this history you might not roger um where tasha's desk is used to be an alley mm -hmm. that ran through uh and building two and building two three were two separate things and our our good friend uncle lenny uh, was the facilities director, and at the command of Mr. Howard and Mr. Stone, we connected those two buildings, and we've been uh, we've been tearing stuff down yeah, and, and buying stuff and it, building stuff. The, and the funny thing to me is we still call it building two and building three. three. Yeah, it's not just although one. it's all under yeah, one roof. It's under one roof. And but, it used uh, to be a road. There used to be a road there that went all the way across that parking lot. Um, yeah, lots of lots of crazy things. Yeah, the pressure. the old driver lounge. Um, I don't know about this. I think at one point was just a, a warehouse dock, like a receiving area. Really? To, uh, yeah. So the where where the windows are, those were just like big uh, docks that you could bump up to. Really? And they would unload stuff, and then the whole north side of that used to be warehouse. Hmm. Um, back in the day so we didn't have any of this warehouse it was all over there yeah and uh oh gosh man it's it's changed so much so yeah new driver's um, lounge uh hopefully so, we're i mean waiting on a bunch of soil stuff and and um, yeah we're we're doing the environmental making sure that we were okay with uncle sam and and all of his epa minions um but this just in okay i asked Tom for some interesting points and just got an email from him. Okay. Um, so I wasn't even expecting to have this yet, but uh, he did send it over this afternoon. So uh, this is going to be for those of you guys that come in off of 64. Um, you see building five on 12th street there where we have driver orientation. This is going to be in the same parking lot as that. And, um, giant building it's going to have um 
it looks like 2,800 square feet of just social entertainment space. So there'll be like TV rooms or um, maybe game rooms mm-hmm. or uh, places to gather um, just to hang out and talk, you know, like a, a, a true driver's lounge right. to just hang out and um, and visit and tell stories, truck stop stories. You know, I think um, it's cool that uh, – even though this year is is so bad uh, and we are having a bad year and it is cyclical uh, and it's not good for anybody the owners and the general management group are still committed to doing something for yeah. the, the drivers and the contractors that, you know that make this us would successful. be this would be the easiest time ever to pull back the reins and say just don't yeah and uh, we at least it, recognize it, well, that it's the owner operator that dictates our success. Yeah. And uh, I think it's good that we're still investing in our owner operators at a time where money's tight and, and you know, Jeff Amon. You, you have to pay for these waters. Yeah, I know. That we're having. Jeff Amon um, said something interesting about that why, owner, why they're in the owner operator business at all. Um, for those of y'all who, who don't know, Jeff Amon um, and his brothers run a, a small outfit uh, called ATBS that does taxes and business solutions for, for owner-operators. And um, he, they, they also, and their, their parents actually too, they ran in the 90s a, a sizable trucking operation. They had 900 trucks. You knew that, right? I they did had, not had, know that part. Yeah, they had 900 uh, trucks and reefers, uh, but they didn't like it. They didn't like it. Um, trucking hit a lull, and it's cyclical in nature, and, and they were asset-based. Um, and he tells a story about how it, at one point in time he came in, and, and his brothers and him looked at each other, and they said, man, this this stinks. Uh, our people don't like us. Uh, we're trying to be successful. We don't like them. We're beating our heads against the wall. What are we doing? Uh, and, and it was then they realized that they wanted to work with owner-operators because at an asset-based company, the market always dictates the rates, right? Yeah. There's, no, there's no magic um, garden of freight with all the rates in the world. The market is the market, and it's always yeah. going to dictate yeah, the rates. Yeah. So when you have an asset-based company, your highest cost is your labor, right? Your trucks. That's what, that's what costs the most. So if I, as the owner of the company or the the company itself, want to be successful and the market is down, what I, must I then do to my labor? Cut costs. Yeah. I have to lower my wages or I have to pay less or um, work you less. In or order just to get rid of people. Com- or get rid of people. And um, nobody likes that. And then that's when they saw that is the detriment to being or what they didn't appreciate about a true asset-based company and why they vowed to work with an owner-operator company because owner-operator or work with owner-operators in general, whether leased on or, or um, individual, people that employ or lease on owner-operators uh, make a percentage of what that owner-operator makes. So everything that they talk about or decide on or do in business has to be surrounded around what makes the owner-operator more successful because the more they're successful, we make a percentage of what they make. Yeah. Uh, the more they can be successful, the more we're successful. The more they're happy, the happier we are. Um, and that's cool that the owners recognize that, the GMG recognize that, and we – I read articles and and 
read things about retention and keeping drivers. And Dale actually shared one with me two days ago. Um, things that people are just now pointing out that happiness and people don't quit a company, they quit a dispatcher and um, culture is very important and how you treat your people is so important. Um, that really dictates the success and the happiness of the owner operator. And we've been doing that since day one. Yeah. Uh, that's the pride right there. I, that's when I get excited about stuff. Yeah. So sorry, uh, soapbox. I'm off it now. I'm, I'm done. No, well, well said. Um, can I talk, Shout can out I talk to about Jeff. square footage? Yeah, my well, bad. I interrupted just, the square footage kinda, talk. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I get passionate this, about things. You know no, that I just I, get going. I, I, I tease can't help you myself. because what you said was far more interesting and heartfelt than me <laughs> rattling off. You know that I can't uh, help myself. 1,200 square feet of all-season room Yeah, with gas fireplace. So we're going to have like this indoor-outdoor kind of area oh cool um what i'm visualizing i haven't really studied the blueprints of it or anything yet but it it looks like this outside semi outside area um adjacent to the lounge where we'll have like garage doors or or doors that open up like those new restaurants that have that kind of shared yeah, indoor outdoor a little space. trendy indoor outdoor kind of thing very cool um have a, a big fireplace to gather around when the weather's a little chilly but you still want that fresh air yeah um so that that sounds pretty cool um brand new kitchen all right 600 square feet uh commercial kitchen right um so you know good durable big stuff um one of one of the things we see a lot um, especially on weekends, is we'll see a couple of guys throw in some money and just make a lot of food to feed everybody. Yeah. And people just kind of chip in and they share meals. And, I hear uh, about that. I've never seen on weekends, but what a cool concept. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's awesome. Pe- people eat around here. Um, so, so we're going to have a nice big commercial kitchen um, for meals. There's going to be a, a grilling area outside for people that want to cook out and that'll be in proximity um to the inside area so you know you can get those steaks in uh yeah. off the grill this is in the same somebody it's in the orientation lot you said yeah. that right yeah yeah over by building five uh 12th and main street um south side of 12th and main um, but uh, also, um, new private shower restroom situation. If you've ever been at Mercer, it's kind of like right. you go into the bathroom and you got stalls over here for showers and you got stalls next to them. And, you know, there's nothing as gratifying as taking a shower and smelling somebody pooping eight feet away from you. <laughs> it's just glorious. Um, but. <laughs> But, but uh, you're not wrong. That, yeah, you're I mean, you know, uh, but once again, you know, we bought properties that were other things and turned it all into a trucking company over sure. almost 50 years. Um, so we've kind of taken a cue from uh, some of the truck stops and facilities out there on the road so that a guy can go in and have his own private restroom mm-hmm. with his own private shower stall. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sit down. 
uh, a shaving kit on the sink while you take your shower and don't have to worry about somebody running off with your deodorant, your toothpaste, yeah. and, or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that happens here, but it's just that feeling of, of security and privacy right. that you right. don't get um, in, in the current situation. So that's going to be nice. Um, there's going to be some private rooms for people that want to get away. For you know, Maybe you don't want to sit in a room full of 14 people telling, you telling stories to, from you the got, road. You got to find your loads. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you want to call home Get back and, on the road. and and talk to uh, talk to your children before bedtime, get your prayers in yeah. before they go to bed. Just, you know, a little private time to yourself. You don't always want to air out your business in front of everybody. Um, we're going to have a contractor relations office in there, so... Uh, if you're in there and you need help with something, you're not sure where to go. We're a pretty big campus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of buildings with a lot of different personnel, so they can point you in the right direction or just help you if you're having problems. Um, lots of TVs, lots of outdoor space, uh, patio. Um, it, it's going to be really Sounds really like it. Neat. That's a lot. And oh, Tom is having a ball. I'm sure he is. Um, I know Tom, him. Tom's our our facilities manager slash architect slash yeah. uh, dude knows how to do a lot of mm-hmm. things, but um, he really builds great environments um, and is really good at designing and thinking through those kind of things. And I uh, spent a really lot of time talking to drivers over in our current driver lounge, just going, hey, if I built you a new building, what do you need in there? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, we've had some good meetings with um, some drivers on talking about what's accessible, what's not, what's needed, what's not, yeah. what's overkill. Uh, so that's cool. Well, Tom will bring the overkill if we oh, let yeah. him. yeah. He's good. If you he, let him loose. Man, he's creative and... And can really build awesome things. So we're excited about the new driver's lounge. And, uh, again, kudos to, to leadership for uh, saying we were going to do something. And then even when the economy turned and there could be a better situation for us to Golly. build a new building financially, mm-hmm. um, they see see the value in us making sure that our contractors feel at home when they're here. So, um Go Mercer. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Awesome stuff. Um, what else? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, did did you know? You're setting me up again. <laughs> I, I probably always, do. I always say, did I you know? I probably do. These, he knows all of these setting things. setting me up again. We, we don't do anything without Tyler knowing about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we had a photo contest yeah. for women in trucking. Just a little one. Um, our two-headed Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda Brown, Amanda Harper, spearheaded the whole campaign. We did not win the photo competition, and do you know why? Because we're they said the photographers were terrible. The people <laughs> and the idea were beautiful, but the remember. photographers were absolutely I it terrible. Differently, I think we're one of thirty selected oh no 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 no! that's the other thing this oh, is okay. just the photo contest it's just the photo contest. just the photo contest okay bad photography oh okay they were all blurry did we oh okay but it was good yeah. photo was good tell them what we actually did when i'll tell them uh, are we allowed to talk about it yet 
Oh, no, no, no. We can't. Not until October. Tune in to October. Um, we li- literally can't talk about it yet. We're not supposed to. Um, but there is a thing. About women in trucking. And, there, and we are members of women in trucking. And I would dare say, in totally unrelated topic, yeah. that we are a very good place oh, in man. the transportation industry for females to find employment and opportunity. And males. Um, um, and any anyone, well, anybody, uh, we're, we're but, a good but place I think to work we're for. very progressive in the fact that you know, in a industry that's been historically dominated by male figures, yep, um, we have a very strong female presence um, of very good leaders, and and we're really proud of that, and not just internally. Um, we, no, we've, we got a we've got some females out there on the road that are kicking butt. Top tens. Um, yes, just celebrated our first uh, solo female owner-operator that uh, hit the top ten. Um, very independent, um, very skilled in what she yep. does. And, uh, yeah, Jerry's out there crushing it. And we're just we're really proud to uh, to be involved with that organization we're proud to celebrate our people in all aspects but the important part too is that we've been doing it forever when we were talking about the uh photo contest my idea to do that uh or one thing that i wanted to do was show that how uh, the quote we are generational uh we have women of all ages um work and we've been doing it for a long time this isn't new to us uh and it's important that we still celebrate that and and see that change yeah in our industry we have women in the office in management positions that have been here 30 years 40 40 years two years um i think she might she might get on me for that been here over a decade um and we won't name names or make anybody feel old um, I was out looking of at fear something. of getting my mouth slapped. I was looking at something, <laughs> but, not to bring us off off topic, but uh, it's still on topic. Oh, do we have topic? Yeah, we're well. I don't know. We might talk for three hours here if we if we don't have topic. Gosh, I hope so. But we we were. I was looking at bamboo the other day because someone brought up how how um, how old is your tenure for for people for employees? Oh, like average yeah. tenure. I've got. Um, I can see under 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 operations. There's we have 111 people. So of those 111 people, um, 34 percent have been here 10 years or longer. And then an additional, wow. Uh, or I think it was in the 20s. It was in the high 20s have been here four or more years. Uh, so that I mean, that speaks to itself. What a what a cool place to work. What a fun there's, place to there's work. There's a lot of experience in trucking here. Yeah, it's pretty yep. cool. It's uh, I joke uh, a lot about um, being here for so long. I've been here twenty years. I turned fifty this year, and I still no jokes feel, there. I still feel like that young guy at he, Mercer. Yeah, um, but don't, just because people that have been here for so long, right. like I still feel like the new guy. Yeah, it's like yeah. oh, I've oh, been I'm here for twenty like years. The, the That's less than half the time of my boss. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, of course, you know. Shoot, I wish, I hope that the market will will shift so we can uh, have a lot of uh, retention and uh, retain guys in the trucking industry. The industry itself is tough right now. Oh yeah. Uh, 
regardless of how we're doing in the office, it's, it is a rough out there. Yeah. That's all right. We'll still, we, we're going to keep, keep on grinding, right? We, yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, you know, we're, we've got some guys that have been here for a long time and have been successful through a lot of these ups and downs with mm-hmm. us over the years. And, uh, one of the things that I've learned, man, if you can just hang in there, it'll turn. Mm-hmm. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. even though trucking's really hard right now. And, and I don't want to ever make light of that. Uh, we can't feel all of the pain points of an owner-operator in this trucking environment. No. Um, we can only try to understand it and find ways to help them navigate it. It and, bothers uh, me. When I hear, and I've heard it a lot recently, um, I'll hear brokers, and I'll go to TIA or things like that, TIA's Transportation Intermediaries Association, and I'll hear brokers and and lots of brokerages say this. You know, actually, it's a it's a normalizing market. We're back to normal. Uh, we, we're uh, not pre-pandemic. You know, we're not post-pandemic. It's a normal market, um, and rates rates are below normal. Um, from what we see, volumes are way below normal. Uh, but cost of doing business and living expense and everything like that has changed dramatically. Yes. Uh, so how guys operate and how they function and their business health has changed. Uh, so that that's what's really not normal. So I hate when people equate it to something as simple as, you know, these is, this is actually getting back to normal. Um, so many things are different yeah. that it's hard to just throw that in the same umbrella and say, deal with it. This is normal. That's is really what they're saying. Yeah, that's it's not right. That's what guys that didn't just pump 300 gallons of diesel and have to put mm-hmm. two steer tires on say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so hang in there, guys. Mm-hmm. If you're already here at Mercer and you're doing this with us, thank you. Um, and man, we're going to see through to the other side of this. Just hang in there. Mm-hmm. Um, keep doing the best you can. Communicate with us if you have any needs. Um, I promise there's somebody here that wants to help you be successful. Um, if you can't find them, call me, and I'll point you in the direction because I know who the people are that want you right. to, to, to do well. Um, how, and, much time, how much time do we got? Do we go into... Um Talk about business, or do we? 47 minutes. 47, 47 minutes. minutes deep. We were wondering if we could stretch this out a half hour or so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's tough. So uh, how many people you think have nodded off at this point? Well, it depends on how we talk to them. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if no. we need to be a little bit more lively hey. and not so. Hey, you. Uh, <laughs> wake up. I think no, as we I, get into this, we get a little bit more um, talking about some hard-hitting stuff and, and really uh, figuring out what we're doing and how yeah, we're doing it. And I have no some people. intention in addressing hard-hitting stuff. I'm really? here for comedy. Oh, okay. Um, comedic well, relief. Leave that to me. Um, value. Yes. I'm going to let you be businessy. Let me businessy. be um, That's fine. We're going to be like... Um, um, Abbott and Abbott. Uh, nope. Rather you're, than you're Abbott showing, Costello. Nope. You're showing the 50. Oh, that's the 50? Yeah, it's the 50. Nobody I'm knows sorry, who man. Abbott and Costello no. is they say, they, they say age is just a number. The numbers is adding up. 
<laughs> I don't I don't care I'm owning it. <laughs> so let's do I this. I think I can best describe my feelings from Bugs Bunny episode fourteen. Nope. Not no. there either. <laughs> no, still still, not, no. still no. no. Okay. You can send me the YouTube. You know, it's link. like that one time on Gilligan's Island. Oh, st- st- like maybe tiny bit. Yeah, maybe maybe four people. Yeah, in their thirties. Why don't we? <laughs> until you dig a deeper hole. Uh, why? Why don't this we? This is my favorite thing. Why don't we pause it and get to um, what we're going to talk about next? which is going to be Mercer Biz, uh, knowing your numbers, talking about financial literacy and stability and um, how to run lean or what that looks like to us. Um, can't be a how-to because I don't know how to, but I will discuss what things we're developing and trying to help in the um, effort to provide every owner-operator here the ability to be successful or or the knowledge, anything that they want with the knowledge to be successful. Okay. You want to so, do that? So, yes. So like I, know where, I know where topic. you're going. Maybe people that are listening don't know exactly where you're coming from on that. Okay. Um, so explain to us. One, um, I think that we're in a situation currently um, where, you know, we understand not every owner-operator has been an owner-operator for 35 years. Um, Correct. We have seen a lot of new blood coming into the industry. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, when um, I feel like when COVID hit and um, all of a sudden there were loans available to start small businesses, mm-hmm. um, and then we had a spot market that was booming mm-hmm. because we were really counting on trucks to do a lot of stuff as people weren't out in the world shopping mm-hmm. and needed goods and services and things shipped to them. Um, every truck driver was a hero right. during COVID, and um, which, which is odd because we kind of depend on truck drivers every single day for our livelihood. We're used to depending on truck drivers. Um, but all of a sudden, everybody saw the value and uh, rates were really good and, and you could walk outside, throw a rock and hit four loads of freight with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel like a lot of people got into it. Um, and, and this is really the first opportunity that um, our newer guys that are coming into the industry have been exposed to. It's not always banger. No, yeah. Um, it's not always the best environment, yeah. and uh, those rates aren't always the same. Mm-mm. And the availability is so. I feel like we are seeing guys that are feeling the pinch for the first time in their owner operator careers, where they might be very experienced drivers. Yeah. But you know, when you, when you're driving somebody else's truck, if it breaks down, they put you in a different seat. Right. And you keep hauling freight, you get your paycheck next Friday. Right, right. Where an owner operator has breakdown, well, now he's got to come up with seven grand for repairs, and he's not making a paycheck while the truck is down. And uh, well, and it's during COVID. You could go or after COVID, post COVID, like you say, you could throw a rock and hit four loads, yeah. uh, and the loads would pay whatever that truck basically wanted it to pay. And you can go out there and gross thirty grand yeah. uh, to the truck in a month. 
um, and and times just aren't like that. Yeah. So it's it's a shock yeah. to the system. Um, but that'll so, be definitely good to talk about. So yeah, so I bring that up to just kind of give you the segue to. Um, we know we've got a lot of really experienced owner operators that have seen this, you know, five, six, seven times in their in their careers. Um, but you guys are working on some things for the guys that are newer mm -hmm. to owner operator and mm -hmm. running your own business, and uh, in hopes to help them be more successful. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to talk? Or a really, bit? just give them the tools to be more successful. Um, do we do we pause and do that next next time? Do we stop and do that next time after an hour of talking, or do we go yeah. for it? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm okay. I think that's a good topic. I think we should make that a a uh, thing to I'm talk about. I'm okay with with rolling that into next go around and really digging good. in and and hearing some of the stuff that you guys are talking about. Good. Um. Well, that's it. Yeah, I think I think we're doing good. You know, if uh, I'm not sure when our next one of these is going to be, we haven't really nailed down a specific timeline. Right. But uh, let's give guys a heads up. Um, just in case um, we're just getting back in time for this or, or not, um, coming up in August, our good friends at CVSA are having um, break, break inspections, break blitz mm -hmm. um, during break safety week. So, you know, get those brakes going. Make sure your air pressure's right. Make sure your your slack adjuster is adjusted. Um, make sure you don't have cracks, um, splits in your brake pads. Just little things that pop up that you know sometimes these things just happen mid mid trip. So right. get your pre trip inspections done uh, when you're going out and keeping on those brakes. You're going to be cracking down, and you know you don't have to have something completely terrifying dangerous to get popped they like to uh i don't want to say they nitpick but they nitpick <laughs> so be careful make make sure you're on point and uh man we need you safe out there so you guys drive safe and yeah drive take safe. care of each other out there thank you for doing this thank you for having me thank you for uh putting this together the room is like a sauna uh, I've never been so hot in my life, so I'm I'm excited that uh, the Is air it just the room came on. Or just you? No, it's not me. The air just came on though. Um, but <laughs> anyway, however it looks, <laughs> thanks for putting it together. Um, yeah, look, thank you, Roderick. Said plug the socials. Plug the socials. You can you can find us on YouTube. Learn Transportation YouTube. has a page. We're on LinkedIn. If you want to see uh, the good people things that are happening, we've got a great Facebook page that Roderick is doing a fantastic job of putting content. And once again, if you're here, if you're part of the Mercer family, uh, check out the Facebook group. Get in there. There's a lot of guys in there that have been here for a long time that have a lot of good advice and help on how to navigate the Mercer waters. Um, so good stuff. Good. It's good to be a part of the Mercer family. Yeah. Let's do it. Look forward to next time. All right. Everybody listening, stay safe. Um, love you all. Go Mercer. <laughs>